Hey, friends. Uh, welcome to a special edition of the uh, Rubber Boots Podcast brought to you by our friends at uh, BetSafe.net. This is our, our Tuesday show. As you know, this year we've been doing bonuses, a little brief little pods on Tuesday. Uh, the regular pod continues to air on Thursday. And uh, if you're watching us on the YouTube, do you put this one on YouTube stuff or you only do that Thursday yes, night? Yes, absolutely. Huh. Buddy. If you're watching us on YouTube, um, <laughs> uh, we have, you can see we have a, a new cast member today. His name's uh, Frank Krupe. He's a good friend of ours. He's a good friend of uh, BetSafe.net. Bet uh, Frank, how are you doing? Welcome to the Rubber Boots Podcast. I know this is the biggest break of your life. I, it, I, I couldn't sleep. You know, talk, guys talk about heading into a Stanley Cup final playoff game. They, they can't sleep the night before. This was the exact same thing for me. I woke up. Uh, and I'm fired up to be here. been a big fan of TSN for a long time. Uh, I've been watching the program since I was a kid, and uh, I'm pumped. Let's, uh, let's, let's make some magic today, fellas. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Oh, no. Thanks, thanks for being here, buddy. There's uh, Lester, uh, there's uh, Stoff, and there's Puffy. Uh, and uh, you can call me uh, Jimmy if you want. You can call me James. That's my, my TV name. It's just okay. a character. I, it's just a character I play on television, Frank. <laughs> yeah. So tell uh, Frank how uh, you're kind of a all around sports expert, Instagram influencer guy. Tell me how you got, give me a little bit of your backstory before we get into the stuff. Yeah. Well, like everyone else, I'm not really an expert. I just play one on TV, right. Or on, on social media, I should say. Um, I have been in the Instagram, TikTok, social media world for a few years now. So uh, former college hockey player, spent a lot of time sitting on the bench, but uh, but I was there. I did make it to the NCAA, and I and I snuck on for? Uh, Adrian College. There's a jersey in the background there, which is a small school in Michigan. And uh, when my coach wasn't looking, I snuck onto the ice for a couple of games behind his back. Um, nice. So I did get into the record books. Uh, so I graduated from Michigan, uh, this small school in Michigan. Adrian came back home, worked with Rogers TV for a little bit. Uh, I was covering whoa, junior. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. Stay, stay on the Odgers <laughs> race. Whoa! whoa. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I meant sorry. to say. I, sorry, Puffy's married to a high-ranking executive there, so yeah, yeah, we're really Rogers friendly. We're fine. Yeah. Okay. We're so, uh, well, if, if it makes you feel better, I, I'm with Bell as my service provider for my for my cell phone. Yeah. Okay. So, you, buddy. so we even we evened it out. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I was with uh, I was doing some honor stuff uh, covering junior A hockey and some other minor sports. Um, for a few years. And then I was like, you know what? I really want to spread my wings and kind of have some creativity and, and do and say, you know, whatever I want to. Um, so I've started my own podcast, uh, which has grown into uh, the Hockey Illuminati. Uh, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. And uh, our podcast, we do interviews with NHL guys, other people from the hockey world. Um, and, uh, and just, you know, creating content, you know, original, original content around hockey. Uh, sometimes it's a little raw. Sometimes I uh, might uh, 
rub some people the wrong way, but uh, I've had some success in terms of building a following online um, in terms of just being myself and, and not being afraid to kind of do things outside the box. What's the most, uh, what's the big moment, the most controversial moment or the, uh, the moment in the history of your podcast that's really fired people up? What, what have you said? I tell you, I don't know if there's anyone in the, in the province of Quebec that likes me anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm a, di- I'm a diehard Leaf fan, and I, I spent a lot of time really, really getting under Habs fan skin. And, and I still got them coming at me almost a, you know, a full year later after the Leafs collapse. Um, mm. I haven't stopped taking shots at Habs fans. That's one thing I'll always do. Um, and but I how do you do that? How do you do that after you lose in seven the way you did? How do you come onto your podcast the next week and, and still try to be you know, cocky and take shots at them? I don't Here's know how you do that. Here's the thing, Dante. It's very difficult, okay? Right. As a Leaf fan, you have to take shots while you can. Everyone in the league hates the Leafs. We're the most hated team in the NHL. We've got the biggest fan base in the NHL, but everyone wants to see us lose, and everyone enjoys taking shots at the Leafs. So when the shoe is on the other foot and Leaf fans have a chance to take a shot at another team, you got to do it. you got to do it. And, uh, I mean, it's easy, to make, it's easy to make fun of Habs fans. I mean, yeah, we blew that 3-1 lead. Big deal, but... I mean, do we really want to get into why that happened? It was a fluke and uh, it's not going to happen again. And, uh, you know, where the Habs are right now is very indicative uh, of uh, the fluke run that they went on last year. So, um, you know what? I've made my peace with it. And, and the way I take shots now to answer your question, the way I take shots now is that this team right here is in cup contention. And that other team that beat us in the past is in the past and they're in the basement. So that's, that's, that's fair enough. I, I love your background, by the way. And I was going to see, right, you, we can't see it behind your head right now, but you have a big Italia scarf or something there, right? Forza Zuri, and, yes. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, before we get to hockey, because I know hockey's your thing. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this last week on the pod. The Canadian soccer team's done unbelievably well. They're going to qualify for the World Cup. And I, I believe it was Lester or, or Stoff that asked the question. Um, so you're a big Italy guy. So Italy plays Canada in the World Cup. Who are you cheering for? I've had this question come across uh, many times. And I actually listened to that segment on YouTube uh, that, that was talked about last week on the podcast, a great segment. The real Italian fans, I'm born in Canada, born and raised in Toronto. I don't have any choice but to cheer for Italy. And I absolutely would. If Canada met Italy in the finals, I would cheer for Italy. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll see you next time. On the, on the... <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I explain why? Can I please give me 30 seconds? Why? So now the good news is that we're not going to have to worry about this because there's a decent chance Italy's not even going to make the World Cup. They still yeah. have to qualify. Yeah. Okay. And uh, FIFA's probably got a vested interest in seeing Portugal beat Italy, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, it might, might be some favoritism. Conspiracy theory. Well, no, Illuminati. Like Come on. Of course we got conspiracies, you know? <laughs> I love it. Right? Like, Ronaldo, his last World Cup, they want to make sure he gets there. Italy, they already maxed out all the money they could make. So, uh, we're not even going to have to worry about this issue, but, but I would go with Italy because it, it's, it's in my fabric. I'm, I'm emotionally connected to this Italian team, okay? I'm not a huge soccer guy. I think it's great that Canada's, you know, going to make it. Knock on wood, they're just about there. It, it's amazing to see the sport growing in Canada. And, um, I mean, I, I played a little soccer when I was younger. I, I think it's, it's a ton of fun to play. And the World Cup, there, there's no event like watching the World Cup. It's unbelievable. But I have no emotional connection to the Canadian soccer team. It, that's going to take time to develop. I've been watching the Italy team since I was a kid. And I got to tell you, most, 
I've, I've had this conversation with my friends and family. I know a lot of us are on the Italy wagon. How can you not be emotionally connected after what you've witnessed the last few months, though? That Alfonso Davies goal and the jumping in the snow in Edmonton and <laughs> makes me. Yeah, but, but yeah, but but, but Baltelli's coming back though. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what all Ital- Italian fans have been waiting for. Mario Baltelli is making his triumphant return. Are you yeah. kidding me? That like this guy was like the most electrifying player in the world at one point. Right. Uh, it, was, it was a short window, but he was, it was there. Very short. Yeah. Very, very short. short. But. Um, um, yeah, that's fair. It's fair enough. I understand, now, and I know. I know the. I respect the, the Italians' connection to to the game. I, now, yeah, now, no problem. If you were Frank to move that to the ice now, and Canada's playing Italy at the Olympics, Italy's gone far somehow. Well, there's no question there. It's Team Canada all the way. Um, okay. Funny enough, again, the emotional connection. Been watching Team Canada. You know, I was 12 years old, running around when they won in 2002, and uh, seen them win a number of other times, and it's. Yeah, I mean, I'm a hockey guy. That's that's where my my love lies, right? Italy should be in the Olympics. You know, like there's some like Mark, there's some guys in the Canadian Olympic team that you know could have went and played for Italy. You know, Barbero, uh, Pasquale, um, who's the other Italian? Tambellini. They should have put together a team. The Italians. Poliakovo. Poliakovo. Yeah, get Carlo out of retirement. Yeah, he can still play. I'm sure. You know. Let me ask uh, you something, Frank. Yeah, just got a question for you. Yeah. Montreal Canadiens, you've said that he hates the Habs. That's fine. No problem. I should tell you, you know, I'm sure they told you this. I'm a big Habs fan. Yep. In a commercial last year with Tim Hortons, uh, talking about Shane Weber and everything. Yep. But it seems to me at one point, the Montreal Canadiens were captained by Max Pacioretty, very prominent Italian in the league. How do you feel about him? I mean, was he... Somebody that you, you look to uh, as a product of Canadian Italian heritage that you was it something that you look to to be inspired by, or was it just because he's a hab? He's, he's out. Gotta hate him. The second he put that, the second he took that Hobbs jersey off, I started liking him again. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's a beauty, one of the more underrated goal scorers, uh, oh, very much so of his generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he was in Montreal, I did not like him, and evidently, Habs fans didn't really like him either because every time he comes home, he gets booed. You know what? I think I think the Habs fans love them. Um, yeah. It's just that once you leave Montreal, they give you a hard time. Like people yeah. get booed out of the building for that. I'm sure, for sure. Like, well, I'm fans, but whatever. Yeah. Frank, yeah. you're cl- you're clearly very honest. So let's get to the crux of it. Last year, when you're watching the playoffs and the Tim Hortons commercial that airs every single commercial, <laughs> and there's this clown there who wants the Shea Weber thing. What are you really saying Weber, to your television? What are you saying when you see that guy on? Does this podcast have the explicit rating on iTunes or no? <laughs> you can do, do whatever you want, buddy. Can I actually? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll beep, we'll beep out we'll beep if you have to beep out. Uh, it, well, my, my blood is boiling thinking about that. And I've also... We, I we were the same, by the way. We were like, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that Lester. I a commercial. Oh, my God. Duffy, it's crazy to hear, hear you drop an F-bomb, man. Uh, we, 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 we beat everything up. Okay, right? okay. For everybody at home, I didn't really say the F-word. I said no, you did it. No, the, no. I said yeah, you said, you, you, you said Frank. You said Frank, yeah, as in your guest, in the guest, Frank right? Frank Lester. Frank, come, come to Frank on. Let's go, Frank. Frank, sake. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't answer the question, though. What, how did you feel about Lester uh, uh, loving the Habs on the Tim Hortons commercial? Next question. I plead, I plead, I plead the fifth on that one. I like that. Um, one, Stoff was telling me some of the things you, uh, you do here. Why don't we, what I'd love to hear is you have like a bunch of ways to fix hockey. Yes. Right. 
Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you share some of those with us and we can uh, either accept or argue with them? Yeah, that sounds great. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that, that would agree with me um, that not, not that, not that hockey is in trouble in Canada, not that the NHL is in trouble. I mean, our, the, the game is great and the skill is unbelievable, but um, you know, like there was once a time when, when, when the NHL was one of the top four sports in, in North America in terms of the big four, but you could say that UFC has surpassed that now, right? NASCAR, um, even MLS, you can make a case a little bit, right? South of the border and, for sure. Yeah. South of the border. Yeah. yeah. South uh, encompassing North, you know, Canada and us. Mm-hmm. And, um, the NHL has not done a great job in my opinion, marketing, uh, the game and the players. And, um, that was more than on display with the all-star game this weekend, which I mean, largely, you know, the, the hockey community was, you know, I think disappointed in what, what we saw with the all-star game. Keep in mind, give the NHL benefit of the doubt. They had to throw it together last minute and they didn't have the budget that they had in previous years because they're supposed to be the Olympics, but it was kind of representation of like, you know, like the NHL wonders why they don't make money like the NBA and the NFL. Um, you know, what we saw this past week with the all-star game, I think is, is kind of telling as to one of those reasons. So I think the NHL has got to get creative to do some things to maybe draw in some, some new fans, reignite the passion with some casual fans. Um, you know, it, would you guys agree with me that, that, you know, the, the NHL maybe in the last couple of years, especially has lost a bit of its luster? Yeah. And I think even more so to every sports kind of going through what you're doing, where you're talking about, where they really need to find a way to connect with the younger fans, with the younger because, you know, everyone's on TikTok and everyone's on this and less and less people are kind of drawn to their traditional television sets or even Mm -hmm. the ability to go to a game now. So, I mean, I I definitely agree with there. They they do need to get creative uh, in that area. But what's your answer though? What's what's your, what are your answers, Frank? Okay, so the first thing I would do is I would start off by giving uh, free beer to everyone at the Scotiabank Arena. That's the first thing I would do, okay? okay. I'm in. Leaf, yeah, right? Leaf fans, we've been through absolute hell, and we pay an arm and a leg just to park before getting into the rink. The least yes. that they could do is give one patron of age a free beer. Yes. Okay, so we'll start right. with that. We'll start okay. with that. Okay. I think the, I think the shootout has gotten – has run its course a little bit. Um, I'm with was, you on that one, buddy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was cool when they first brought it in. How, how many years have we had the shooter now? Since since after the lockout, right? Yeah. yeah 05. 05, uh, 06 season was yes. the first one. Didn't the Leafs miss the playoffs on that? The, that wasn't that the first year of the shootout. Right. I don't know if that it was the first, but it was one first. Of them. The Islanders. It was, it was one Easter of Sunday. Yeah. It's a great day. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And Wade Whatever. Dubl- Whatever. Wade Dublowitz broke broke Leaf fans' hearts. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. The Islanders made it. Yeah. Okay. So free beer. Uh, no more. Now, what are you saying? Like uh, unlimited three on three till it's over. So, despite the fact that giving an extra point out via shootout is is stupid. Okay, shootouts are a joke unless it's Italy winning a World Cup or Euro Cup. Yeah. Then they're not a joke. Then they're great. Okay. <laughs> and the best um, way to decide a game. <laughs> that is the perfect way to decide a game, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that. So I. It is a good question. What do you do to replace that? I, you know, three on three is great. I would, I would play three on three. Uh, I would extend the three on three and extend it another five minutes. Okay. So play three minutes, sorry, play 10 minutes of three on three. Mm-hmm. And if no one has scored at the end of that three on three, let's go back to good old fashioned tie. Each team gets a point. 
Did you ever play uh, in, in minor hockey? Yeah, and the minor I don't hockey, know. you drop the drop a player. Keep dropping players down yeah. till it's one aside, which was hilarious. And it would be everyone in the NHL because it's such an old boys club would would scoff at it. Yeah, but it would be know. way more exciting than the be, shootout. Yeah, I would love it. You imagine. You know, Matthews Austin Matthews and Nathan McKinnon being the last two guys on the ice or something, that would be spectacular, right? And they're going to score in a minute. Like, someone's scoring a goal. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I Like, people will laugh at us for saying this, Puff, but I, I would prefer that over the shoot. Way better. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm, I'm kind of here, kind of surprised to hear you guys say that you think that the NHL um, hasn't done a good job marketing their players. I think that – um uh, take for example, I mean, and I, you're right. I mean, definitely the All Star Game this weekend. But you got a guy like Trevor Zegras, who uh, is quickly changing the scope of 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 you know thinking of and just the creativity from that one player alone changes the scope of what everybody else is doing. You have Connor McDavid, you have Nathan McKinnon, you have Matthews, uh, Kale McCarr. There's a lot of guys in the league that are very very talented, um, and I think that via, via social media. I mean, our guys on Bar Down, by the way, I think do a great job with all their social media that they do. And uh, I think actually uh, from, a, from a standpoint overall, the league, I think they've done a great job of marketing the players. Now, you have to take into account that we're still talking about two years of pandemic. And look, I think that uh, things are on the rise. And I don't agree that the shootout's terrible. I still think the shootout has some value. Um, I'll point out as well, uh, three on three is my favorite part of the game. I'll watch any team, any two teams watching uh, play three on three. And in fact, there was a league called Three Ice that's coming uh, at the end of June of this year. Um, uh, we'll be seeing on TSN. I have to plug that. Yep. Uh, but uh, oh, so the same as the three-on-three basketball that's yeah, uh, yeah, that's three on three that's found its way to the Olympics. Ice. Yeah, it's three ice. Uh, all yeah, except for it's not it ice cube; it's Chaclair that's organizing it. Chaclair. You know, well, Lester. <laughs> though, but to, 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 <laughs> the to, Northern to, Touch. To, oh, Fra- to Frank's point. Like you mentioned all these great players and I, I think they do an okay job, but they could do better. Here's a, here's a small little detail. I think by the way, and Lester brings up Trevor Zegras. I think Trevor Zegras might be the most, one of the most important players in yeah. the last 30 years because he doesn't give a crap about any of the stuff that, you know, even the Connor McDavid's as great as they are, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to have an outgoing personality. They were mm-hmm. raised in a hockey environment. Don't be bigger than the team. Trevor yeah. Zegras doesn't give a crap. And yeah. But th- this is where the NHL, he pulls that move off in the, whatever the thing was called, the, the shootout at the All-Star game, which Break is the most, and, and, he does, and he doesn't win, which it doesn't yeah. matter. It's a small detail, but that's so NHL yeah. that, he, that, that they give it to Petrangelo because he's got a band out there. Or whatever. Don't you yeah. think, Frank? No, yeah, and and that a lot of a lot of fans were were, were pissed at that. They're like, really? How does that, that? This is the most one of the most unbelievable goals we've seen like in hockey history. Even though he could probably see through the blindfold, but still, it doesn't matter. You know, how does how does he not get? How does he not win? Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah. And you, like you said, typical NHL. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, just going back to that shootout thing because you mentioned that it's ridiculous. The shootout has a bonus point, and I agree with you there. In general, would you be in favor to moving forward to a I guess a three point system for each game? So if you win in regulation, you get three points. If you win in overtime, two, and then one to the loser. Like, wouldn't that technically make more sense and make it much more fair for everyone? I would like that. What, Frank? What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to that one. Uh, I, I can see, um, you know, obviously you get teams pressing a little harder towards the end of regulation for that extra, extra point. point. Yeah. So, it so back, soccer. right? But at the same time, too, then. 
I don't know. Will you have teams maybe sitting back a little bit? I don't know. It, the NHL is terrified about uh, ruining playoff races. That this will actually they want parity. It'll separate. And yeah. So they worry that it'll be. And actually, people that have studied the standings most years, it doesn't really end up making a difference if mm-hmm. they went. They'll go back through the games and say, if we did it this way. And it doesn't make a difference, but I think the NHL wants to keep as many markets involved as long as possible. And they're worried that the three points would, would make it. Uh, and I, I just don't think that's true. Like this year, there might be no playoff races at all in the East already. Yeah. We're only halfway through the season. It's yeah. just one of those years. The next year you might have eight teams involved in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. You mentioned 2002 Olympics. You were 12 years old. And we've talked about this on this pod before. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious what resonates, what resonates with you more? The 2002 Olympics or the 2010 win for Canada? Good question. I, I would probably say 2010 because I, I celebrated it as an adult, right. you know? Um, Where were you? We were at Shoeless Joe's in Markham, Ontario, okay? Nice. On 48. And it's no longer there. And I tell you, when Crosby put that win in, I, I think I think the place closed for good after after they won <laughs> because me and a group of about forty guys caused an exorbitant amount of damage to the place. Um, I mean, our, our tab was probably ten thousand bucks, so I'm sure they, you know, it was okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Parise tied it up. We we exploded, and then. Crosby get the winner. We exploded. I went downtown. I remember going downtown with my buddies and, and we were out all night. So um, probably that one, but at the same time, 2002, it was cool as well because like I was, uh, I was a bit of a late bloomer with hockey. I wasn't a typical Canadian. I didn't start playing until I was like 10 or 11. So when that was going on, it was really my first years of house league. And Curtis Joseph was my guy. I loved him and I was heartbroken. I remember when, he got shelled in the first game and then they, they pulled him out and, and Ben Broder ran with it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that team was unbelievable. And, you know, it's funny. One of the things I think, I think you guys talked about this on the, you know, this might've been a quiz question one time, but in terms of the best team we've ever seen, 2010, 2002 or 2014 and, and at different eras and a lot, a lot of teams have the same guys. So it's like, it's hard to compare. Right. But if you were to pluck those three teams yeah. and, and, and pin them against each other. Yeah. What's the best team? 14, 14, 14 was the most dominant. They were the most dominant. They were the most, they were the most boring close. as well, though. Yeah, it was terrible to watch. It was terrible. Were... It was like watching the Devils play. Yeah. But O2 had Mario still. Yeah. So Maria was good. Sackick yeah. was in his prime. It's a great question. I know yeah. well, that, two, that 2000, everybody will just remember the Crosby goal, but that 2010 team had issues, right? They lost a game in the preliminary rounds. They went to a shootout, I think, against the Swiss. That's right. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they almost lost to Slovakia. Uh, and the American Luongo team made, wasn't a Luongo great American a team either. Yeah, they it wasn't. So. That's a great uh, I, question. You know, I honestly, I think it's the O2 team. I, when I think about that team, you know, uh, yeah, Mario, Sakic, uh, Paul Correa was on that team. Uh, Pronger, I think, was on that team. Verdura, yeah. um, Aguila. I mean, think about think about th- those players alone. Like, uh, as far as a pure star-studded team, I think that was, and I it just think everything came together for them as well. And look, uh, Gretzky's the GM. I'll, I'll never forget one of my favorite moments of all time. Frankie talked about me dropping an F bomb. I just remember when Sakic scored that fifth goal, 
and they pan to the crowd, and Gretzky's like, right? Yeah. I've never seen yeah. anything like that from him before, and I just loved it. You know? <laughs> hey, Frank, uh, you mentioned Markham. Uh, you know, you know Stamkos well. Didn't you have I, some story about him in a ride or something? I, I got, I got a few. Yeah, I've, I so I've known Stam. We went to high school together, brother Andre, which is now Saint Andre. Um, fortunate enough to know the guy uh, and have a relationship with him. I was at his uh, his uh, Stanley Cup party in the summertime. And, uh, man, that was cool. And, like, as a Leaf fan, like, that's probably the closest I'll ever get to the Cup, right? You know? So, <laughs> it was cool just to be – and he got to keep it for an extra day. He was the only guy in the Lightning organization, the only player, that got to keep the Cup for two nights. Oh, that's He was the captain. So, we were, we were chilling with the Cup back-to-back, which was great. Nice. Um, before – I do have a funny story about our ride I can share with you. But just one last thing um, about uh, ways to improve the game. One yeah. more I wanted to mention. And I think this would be great. And this, this kind of goes a little bit to, um, to staff's point, maybe. So what do they do in the NBA and the NFL when the clock strikes zero? They keep well, playing. They keep play. playing. Right. They keep playing, right? I think the NHL should do that, too. So when, when we hit zero, we keep playing until there's a whistle, okay? That would add so much more drama and, and intensity. Like, you know, team has a goalie pulled six on five. The clock is at zero, and they keep playing until there's a stoppage. Well, wait a second. They oh, don't, so you're saying when basketball they don't, is only the balls in the air. Yeah, no, yeah. 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 The, the, they don't basketball keep ends. Uh, Sorry, basketball is yeah, NFL, NFL. They do NFL. Sorry, NBA yeah. is just ball in the air. My apologies. Yes. Oh, you're, so saying, you're saying, saying until the play, the play officially ends. Hmm. Until there's a whistle. That'd be kind of cool, actually. That actually, I do like that idea. If they they should further do it is like the NFL, a game can't end on a p- uh, penalty. So if a team just flipped the puck out, you're right. Yeah, it would be a penalty, and they still the game keeps going. I think that would be pretty uh, cool too. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It would discourage people from committing a penalty to save that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Hey, since we're talking about this, one other thought that I had about the game: I, I find the officiating, the officiating has been very inconsistent in the last few couple of years, and I think that needs to change big time. Um, that's one of the things that that, that is to be more consistent throughout the course of the game in the league. Well, would so you guys could, be more so open your to mic? Like, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> would you guys be more open, for example, to uh, <laughs> using video in terms of penalties and stuff, like to you know having a video judge determine help determine with penalties and with close calls, like yes. in the NFL where they do a quick call? Absolutely, absolutely. They should have had the video replay in '93, going back yeah. to review penalties. Well, and the Leafs are cup champions. And the Leafs are cup champions. That's right. And they beat the Habs in the final. Yeah, that's the best part about it. Um, And a sweep, too. That's a thing. Uh, That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Frankie, uh, no one had illegal sticks. (laughs) (laughs) Frankie, we got to go shortly. Tell us the Stamco story and uh, then uh, promote the hell out of where we can find you. Yes. And uh, and we'll let you go. Okay, cool. So this, this goes back to when we were 18. Okay, 18 or 19. It was... Stammer had just finished his first year in the NHL. So he just had his rookie year. His rookie year started off really poorly. I don't think he got his first goal to like six weeks into the season, but he ended up, you know, bad out of hell to end the year. So he had a, he had a pretty good rookie year. He was home uh, for the summer. We were at a party at somewhere in Markham house party. And uh, it's like two or three in the morning, you know, boys have had a few pops. And uh, you know, of course, that time of the night, we're getting a little hungry. Okay. So Stammer being the great guy that he is and not drinking at all because he's a professional athlete, you know, that's just what they do. They don't drink. He, uh, <laughs> he offers to drive the boys to, uh, to McDonald's to, to get some grub. Okay. 
So beautiful. So he, he's in the, he's driving. I'm, I'm sitting in shotgun. There's three guys in the back, maybe four guys in the back, actually. So we go through this McDonald's drive-through at like two, three in the morning. And, uh, you know, we load up with, you know, every single, every single morsel of food that is in that establishment known as McDonald's. So we pull through, we get to uh, a major intersection. Okay. For anyone listening here at Markham, it's, you know, it's the McDonald's at Highway 7 and McAllen. Okay. I'm sure there's... That's where it is. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's a great Me McDonald's. Too. Great McDonald's yes. too, right? Like that's yeah, one yeah, of the best ones. Yeah. Excellent McDonald's. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable, right? So, <laughs> so we're at we're at this. We're waiting at this red light, and the red light's taking forever. And we're like, damn, just just blow through the red light. Like it's three in the morning. Come on, man. We, we want to get back to the party. We had food for other people too. Let's go. Like, nah, nah, I can't. Like, Stammer, don't be, a f- man. Don't be. Come on, just just blow it. He goes, you sure? Any cops around? We're like, no, no, no. no. We're good. We're good. Okay, he guns it through. Again, it's three in the morning, there were no cars, whatever. It was just 18-year-olds being idiots. Literally within two seconds of getting through the red light, <laughs> cop car pulls us over. There was a cop car directly behind us. <laughs> and when I mean directly behind us, I mean like directly behind us. I don't, I guess the light wasn't on or me and the boys, we weren't seeing or thinking straight, obviously. We didn't do it intentionally. So he gets pulled over and we're like, holy we're, look, we're, we're, we're going to ruin Stamkos' career, okay? So, cop comes, walks up to the door. Uh, you know, where are you from? Uh, you know, I, I live in Markham, but I work in Tampa, is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have Florida license plates? Yeah, I, I live in Markham, I work in Tampa. Okay, get out of the car, so. They pull him out to the back. He's there for 45 minutes. Another car comes. Two cop cars. We're like, oh my God. Like. Are they, are they breathalyzing him? Did he have a beer? Did he not have a beer? Like, we're freaking out. And at the same, we're eating all the food too, yes. but we're freaking out. <laughs> so you don't want to get cold. No, yeah. we couldn't yeah. have yeah. eating. Yeah, you can't reheat McDonald's. It doesn't work. No, right? no, no, it doesn't. Very no. True. So he's he's back there for 45 minutes. And, and we're, and we're bricks. Finally, he comes back, huge grin on his face. Like, what happened? What happened? What happened? He goes, it's all good. He goes, they called for backup because the cop called his friend and said, I've, I've just pulled Steven Stamkos over. Come meet him. <laughs> Comes, he meets him. Signs autographs. Signs a few autographs. Like, oh, really? Like, this guy you drafted, Victor Heaven, like, he's going to be pretty good this year. Like, yeah, we got high hopes for him. Yeah. So they end up shooting the shit with him for 20 minutes. Yeah. He gets back in the car. Uh, we ended up going through the McDonald's drive-thru again because we had eaten all the food. <laughs> of course. We had to get more. Uh, then finally we made it back to the party and uh, Stamkos went on to win two Stanley Cups and win two Rocket Richards and have a pretty good career. So That's nice. awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well. Good guy. Uh, where, we, where can we find you for our listeners? Yes. Uh, other, on the, other than the Rubber Boots podcast today, which has been great. Thanks for having me on. Um, brought to you by BetSafe.net. Brought to you by our buddies at BetSafe. Yes. we got boosted odds every week. Make sure you check it out. Um, so if there's any of my following here, make sure you subscribe to uh, the Rubber Boots podcast. But uh, most of my content lives on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, hockey Illuminati uh, content posted daily and uh, new podcast episodes uh, three, at least three times a month. Uh, and we do interviews with uh, former players, current players, other professionals from the hockey world. And, uh, and we have a lot of fun. So uh, check that's, us out. That's awesome. Frank. I'm on TikTok now too. I don't know if you know, I'm a big TikTok star. I, I live in uh, I live in a, I'm doing this from my mansion in LA. I live with a bunch of, uh, <laughs> bunch of teenagers oh wow, no way cool can yeah. i come by sometime yeah what what's the girl i live with a name what's her name again pop addison ray 
Yeah, <laughs> I live with I live with her, Addison. Oh, you do, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, Addison, just give me a minute. We'll do another TikTok. Just a second. I'm finishing off with Frank. What about some? What about Summer Ray? Oh, he's also a big fan of hers. Yeah, <laughs> her as well. If you got Summer Ray over, I'm coming over this summer. Okay. Hey, hey, buddy, it was a, it was a pleasure. We'll look for your stuff, and uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you. This is this has been awesome, uh, uh, Jimmy. I've been I've been watching TSN since I was a kid. Been watching your host. Uh, and, and, and do your thing for a long, long time. So uh, it's a really, really cool moment for me to uh, to make some content with you and, and the rest of you folks here. And uh, Leafs are going to win the cup. You heard it here first. Uh, they're going to beat... Uh, they're going to be called... first. They're going to beat the Avalanche in the final. And uh, the Stanley Cup Premier is going to start and end at Zanzibar. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Frankie. We really appreciate it, man. That was great. Sweet. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Ciao, ciao. Bye. All right, that is uh, that's our buddy Frank Krupe and uh, a fellow BetSafe.net uh, member of BetSafe.net Nation. Um, check him out, and we'll see you on Thursday night on the full-length episode of the Rubber Boots Pod. Hey, how are you? I got a question that I really want to ask you. So I'm gonna try and push my love Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Are they purple, yellow, green, or black or white? Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? Do you like the dunk tank? I Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight? tonight?